You're listening to The Scrimmage with Daniel Hargrove and Justin Domashevitz. Hello and welcome to the scrimmage. Couple days late, but we are here. And I say we, but it's really just me, Justin Domashevitz. No Daniel Hargrove this week. No Andrew Gross. We had a crazy Easter weekend and couldn't quite find a time that we could all get together. But we wanted to make sure that we at least got you guys your local sports coverage from us. So I am doing a very abbreviated version of the podcast for today. I will be doing local sports roundup. I'm going to give you stump Daniel trivia and I will name an Oli Penn real estate athlete of the week. I think this show, by the way, is brought to you by Oli Penn real estate and the law office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz. And I don't have Daniel to stump this week. So I'm just going to start off by just giving you some trivia. According to ESPN stats and info, Six players in the NBA averaged 30 points or more this season. Obviously, one of them is Damian Lillard. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't have this trivia on the show. But Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka Doncic, and Joel Embiid all averaged 30 or more points this NBA season. That is tied for the most 30-point scorers in an NBA season since 1961-62. So, and the picture on ESPN Stats and Info is of Wilt Chamberlain. So I'm going to assume this is, uh, I'm going to assume Wilt Chamberlain's one of those guys. But yeah, lots of scoring, lots of scoring in the NBA, lots of guys doing lots of individual scoring. There's just been 40-point games all over the place. But I thought this was interesting that not only are scoring numbers up across the league, but individual scoring totals are up. One of those guys is Dame and it's the most prolific scoring season the NBA has had since the 60s. Uh, that trivia, which I hope you found interesting, at least a little bit, was brought to you by the law office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz. Now, I do need to get into the local sports roundup. There wasn't a ton of stuff that happened over spring break, but there were some sporting events that happened. We had a f- couple of players who committed to play sports in college, And then I also, the benefit for the fact that I'm doing this so late is that I actually get Monday's games um, out of the daily world. I got results from those that can go in the podcast as well. So stick with me. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then I'm going to come back with the local sports roundup. Now, before we move on to Stump Daniel, I think we should address the way the show opened. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to let people behind the curtain for a minute because what happened was we're getting ready to record the show. And Daniel sits down and he goes, all right, guys, let's do this quick. I got to poop. <laughs> and we were like, well, this might take a couple of hours. Do you just want to go poop now? And he said, no, because I don't have my phone. And just to let people behind the curtain, like I just said, Andrew got a weird notification on his phone. That's my camera. Well, Daniel's phone is Daniel's camera. And he didn't want to unhook it because Andrew had gone all, gone through this whole process to set it up. Yeah. But instead of just going to poop before we recorded without his phone, no. Daniel has opted to hold it. Yes. The entire time we record this podcast <laughs> so he can have his phone back to go to the bathroom. 
Do you have a legal situation and need someone on your side? Let the law office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz be your advocate. If you've been the victim of medical malpractice, suffered a personal injury, or need representation with real estate law, small business law, or estate planning, let Jeff Domashevitz put his 29 years of experience to work for you. Call Jeff Domashevitz today at 360-612-3991 or visit domashevitzlaw.com. That's D-A-M-A-S-I-E-W-I-C-Z-L-A-W.com. What did we do before we had cell phones? I think this is. I'm I'll tell you what I did. Go ahead. I, I read co- the the newspaper comics. Okay. That's what I did. So you I, poop once a week, like th- Sunday Sunday funnies. No, there's funnies every day. It's just not as many. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's funnies every day. So I would bring like. <laughs> Justin, didn't you write for the paper? <laughs> yeah. I wrote. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good point. I should have known that. I should have known that. I apologize. Yeah. So Sunday funnies were a big thing. We also we used to buy my dad Dilbert like comic books. Yeah. And we generally would stash those oh, in the bathroom. Oh, those were back in the days when people used to read books. Yeah. I remember now because <laughs> before up to this point I was going, what did I used to do? When I while I pooped Andrew, before I had a phone, and Andrew then I was like, snorted. "Oh yeah, when I was a kid, I did used to read books. I forgot books existed." <laughs> Welcome back to the scrimmage. Thank you for joining me. I'm Justin Domashevitz. No Daniel Hargrove. No Andrew Gross. This week we are brought to you by the law office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz and Oli Penn Real Estate. I'm going to go into the local sports roundup, and it won't sound quite the same because I don't have the music bed to go underneath it, but I do have some pretty good stuff this week. And then after this, we're going to take one more break, and then I will name an Oli Penn Real Estate Athlete of the Week. So we're going to start with Montesano's baseball team, which suffered its first loss of the season on Saturday, but split a doubleheader with Natchez Valley, which is the rank, which is ranked number one in the current RPI. The third-ranked Bulldogs fell 12-2 in the opener, but rallied with a 4-2 win in the nightcap. In the Monty victory, Bodie Poehler put the Dogs ahead with an RBI double in the fifth inning. Poehler then scored on a double by Caleb Ames. Poehler scored again in the seventh inning off a base hit by Josh Wills. Booz picked up the win on the mound pitching six and two-thirds innings and allowing one earned run on four hits. On Friday, Montesano beat East Valley 5-3. Camden Taylor got the win, pitching five innings of two-run ball, and Poehler led the charge offensively with two hits and two RSBI. Bodie Poehler definitely doing some good things for Montesano, and that is a Montesano baseball team that is on a really good track so far this season. Sticking with baseball, Aberdeen's baseball team split a doubleheader to the RPI's fifth-ranked Tumwater on Friday. The Bobcats opened the day with a 12-4 loss, but bounced back with a 10-1 victory. Aberdeen starting pitcher Hunter Isley shut down Tumwater in the win, striking out 10 T-Birds in seven innings of work and allowing just one run on four hits. The Bobcats scored 10 runs in the game despite only recording four hits. Tumwater committed seven errors, beamed five batters, and walked six. Bubba Jones had two hits for Aberdeen, while Trevin Nichols and Aiden Baker each had one. Baker and Kale Goings each drove in two runs in the game. Hoquiam's soccer team topped Raymond South Bend 3-2 in overtime on Monday thanks to a hat trick by freshman Brandon Gonzalez. Santiago Martinez-Ortiz and Rene Garcia each assisted on one of Gonzalez's goals. It's been a pretty good season for the Grizzly Boys soccer team, and Brandon Gonzalez has been a goal-scoring machine. He's been a really big part of that. 
Montesano's soccer team improved to eight and one on the season with a 12 to nothing annihilation of Ilwaco on Monday. Levi Clements scored four goals to lead Montesano. We call that a schmat trick. Mateo Sanchez added a hat trick of three goals while Giovanni Torres scored twice. Christopher Tobar led the Bulldogs with three assists in the game. With a 3-0 win on Saturday, the Grays Harbor Gulls FC Academy Girls U19 WPL team remained undefeated and atop their league standings, improving to 7-0-2 on the year. Bethany Henderson scored two goals and assisted on the other goal for the Gulls, while Gulls keeper Emmy Spencer continues to not allow goals. Like, ever. I'm pretty sure she's on six games in a row. Probably over 600 straight minutes of play. Emmy Spencer, she does horse things. She hits softballs. She doesn't allow goals. All she does is win. Aberdeen Hooper Maddie Gore has signed a letter of intent to play at Centralia College. Gore is a solid all-around player with special scoring ability and was named to the Evergreen 2A All-League First Team as a junior and a senior. Congratulations to Maddie Gore. We are really looking forward to seeing what she will do at the next level. Sticking with Aberdeen athletes playing at the next level, Jeremy Sawyer has selected the University of Puget Sound. According to his post on Twitter, Sawyer will complete or compete in football and track for the Loggers. He played running back, defensive back, and defensive end for the Bobcats. And in track, he competes in sprinting, jumping, and throwing events. I know Daniel and I, uh, and Andrew as well, we've really enjoyed watching Jeremy play, especially in football. He is a heck of an athlete, and I think he'll be a really good addition as a running back for the University of Puget Sound. And finally, we have one more college commitment. Elma's Kyron Hackney added to the list of local athletes who will take the next step in their sport. Hackney announced on Twitter that he will play his college football at the University of Minnesota Morris. The wide receiver was a big part of the Eagles' potent passing attack last season and displayed good ball skills and playmaking ability. Super congratulations. We have a ton of local athletes lately who have been moving on playing sports in college, committing to play sports in college, really looking forward to hearing back from those people and finding out how those how those athletes do once they get to the college level. It is a, a testament to how hard you work over the course of, you know, not just your high school career, but leading up to your high school career to hone your craft. And, and people don't, people see you out there and they see you playing on the field, but you know, they don't know all the times that you woke up at 5.30 in the morning to go to an open field or, you know, they don't know all of the extra weekends and all of the extra evenings that you spent grinding so that you could get to the top of your sport and you can move on and play at the next level. So we are always really happy to see local athletes who are able to move on. I want to close out the local sports roundup by just kind of reviewing a little bit of our local teams in the RPI rankings. If you pay attention, the RPI is just a computer ranking that the WIAA puts out. I, It's pretty flawed. I'm not a big fan of it, but it at least can give you somewhat of an idea where your team, our, our local teams rank um, across the state. You know, how they stack up with teams that we don't see, teams that play up north or teams that play east of the mountains that we don't always have a good comparison to know 
how we stack up against those teams. So I think that the RPI comes out on Wednesday. I'm recording this on Tuesday, so there will be a new RPI really soon. But if you're looking at last week's RPI, you actually got Aberdeen with two sports ranked in the top 10. Aberdeen's softball team ranked at eight and Aberdeen's soccer team ranked at two. For Hoquiam, on the 1A level, you have their softball team ranked at four. And then for Montesano, you have three sports that are ranked in the top 10. Their baseball team ranked three overall. And as I mentioned a little bit ago, they just split a doubleheader with Natchez Valley, which is a team that was ranked number one overall. In softball, Montesano is ranked 10 currently. And in soccer, Montesano ranked in the RPI as the number one team in the state. That is a really talented team. They have a good combination of different age levels, different guys in different grades. You know, Mateo Sanchez as a senior and a leader for that team, uh, doing big things for them. And I and Felix Romero as well. Um, I think this is a Montesano soccer team that's got a chance to make some serious noise when state rolls around, and I'm excited to see what will happen there. I do still have to name an Ole Penn Real Estate Athlete of the Week, and I will be talking a little bit about Taqueria San Jose, which was our Grays Harbor Eats bracket champion chosen by the people. I would just like to point that out. That was chosen by the people uh, all on Twitter. So, you know, you can make your judgments about what kind of people are on Twitter. But uh, Taqueria San Jose got a ton of support by far of all of the restaurants in our bracket challenge. They were getting the most retweets from people who love their restaurant asking for more people to vote for them to get support. And I think that kind of community, along with great food and great service, helped them come out on top in this bracket challenge. I am going to name an Ole Penn Real Estate Athlete of the Week, but before I do that, I'm going to take one more quick commercial break. Cam Chancellor had a ton of freedom, and that's what enabled him to absolutely destroy receivers across the middle and gosh it worked yeah it did uh so i think i think that we are going to see jamal adams in that same position in that same scheme but i don't think that it will look the exact same i think you're right and especially the reason why i'm so proud of myself justin's trying to cowboy another segment just by making faces at the camera the team of realtors at Olipen Real Estate wish you and your family good health during this stay home, stay safe time. Their team has health and safety measures in place to protect you and everyone involved in the process. If you're thinking about selling your home, now is a great time. There are more buyers than available homes. Many homes are still receiving multiple offers and are selling for above asking price. Olipen Real Estate will help you put the most money possible in your pocket in less time without the hassle. Visit sellmyharborhome.com to get your home market ready. The Oli Pen team is ready to work for you. I feel like I've expended two at two shows worth of emotions, like two weeks worth of emotion into this show. I can't. I just can't <laughs> anymore, guys. For me, you know, I've had highs and lows because <laughs> we were talking about the Blazers, and I was super high, but then low because then just talking about how emotionally exhausted they are. And then super high talking about Jace, and then just super low talking, talking about, about that Jace. game. I fell apart at a certain point in this. And sense. you just lost you your. I fell apart. You We've lost it. I we did. Probably. You were you. making faces into the camera for the last half of the show. 
Did I have a single positive contribution after that? I don't think I did. Thank you for sticking with us. I hope that you guys enjoy those clips from previous shows as much as I enjoy listening back to them. Uh, sometimes we're funny. Sometimes we're not. I, I don't. I mean, some people think we're funny. And I think I'm funny. I don't always think Daniel's funny. But uh, I always think I'm funny. Anyway, I don't want to dwell on it. I just I put those clips in because I want Andrew and Daniel's voices to be in the show as well. So you're not just listening to me for a half an hour just ramble on about whatever. Now, I got to get to the business of what we're all here for, which is the Ole Penn Real Estate Athlete of the Week. And this is a really difficult choice. And usually when I am left to unilaterally make the decision on Athlete of the Week, you can pretty much guarantee it's going to be a Montesano Bulldog. There's so many good options this week. Uh, Monty's baseball team had a couple of big wins, Bodie Polar. Um, and these are on the east side of the mountains, not only beating Natchez Valley in one game, but also uh, against East Valley in Yakima. Um, Polar coming up with big hits, scoring runs, driving in runs. Um, he's a really good player, and uh, he's certainly deserving. He's a, a previous winner as well. We got a nomination out of Aberdeen's baseball team for Hunter Isley. I think his performance against a fifth-ranked 2A team in Tumwater um, going the distance in a win against them in which he struck out 10 batters and allowing only one run on four hits I think is really impressive. Uh, another one I want to mention is Brandon Gonzalez of Hoquiam Soccer because I think this is a kid that it, it is kind of hard sometimes to track down all the information from all the different sports this time of year. We got in addition to track, we've got soccer, baseball, and softball, and tennis, and you know, other golf and other stuff going on, and it's been difficult. And I think Brandon Gonzalez is one that's kind of gotten overlooked. Um, and I think his hat trick and a win over Raymond Southbend certainly is athlete of the week worthy. Um, for Montesano's soccer team, you know, you have a twelve to nothing win over El Waco, like that win. They're really good, and then that win on its own is also incredibly impressive. And you had a player in Levi Clements who scored four goals in that game, which is incredibly impressive. And then, of course, you got Emmy Spencer, who, whether it's for horse stuff or soccer stuff or softball stuff, there's something that Emmy has done every week to deserve to at least get a nomination or win the Athlete of the Week award. Um, but another shutout for her. It's her sixth of the season. I, I have to correct myself, though, because I thought she was still on the streak of not allowing goals. But I found out she allowed one goal last week in a draw, which is like, I mean, for Emmy, I'm sure it just felt like her whole world was crashing down because she doesn't do that. She doesn't allow goals. And the fact that I was shocked to learn that Emmy had allowed one goal <laughs> It's just a testament to what a phenomenal uh, goalkeeper that she is for Grace Harbor goals. But their their season winding down, they are now 7-0-2. They remained undefeated, and she got another clean sheet. I think another one, too, is to, just to keep an eye on Bethany Henderson out of that one because three goals in that game, she had a part, a part in all of them. She scored twice, and she had an assist on the other goal, and that is a name that has come up a lot this season, Bethany Henderson, uh, Montesano High School student that is playing for the goals right now um I also there was a point in our show where like if you commit to play college ball 
you pretty much get athlete of the week. And we can't do that right now because we just have so many kids who have been moving on to play their sport at the next level, which is so cool. So Matty Gore, Jeremy Sawyer, Kyron Hackney, all committing to play college sports. And I wish that I could give them all an athlete of the week award, but I only have one to give out. Even as I started this segment, I had not fully decided who was going to be athlete of the week this week. I'm so tempted to give it to Bodie Polar, number one, because he's a bulldog and bulldogs should win. And I love Bodie. Bodie's the man. Beast Bode. Hashtag Beast Bode. Also, Montesano's soccer team had a four-goal score. But I think I'm going to take a step that... I'm going to say that as many deserving candidates as we have had in in this week, this one week that there it was spring break, so there wasn't even a lot happening, and somehow these athletes still managed to shine in this very short period of time and then like literally Monday's games are a part of this as well. I I'm going to do because I feel that this particular athlete has been kind of overlooked by our show and kind of got lost in the chaos. I'm going to name Hoquiam's Brandon Gonzalez, our Ole Penn real estate athlete of the week, because he has been scoring goals like a maniac for Hoquiam. Hoquiam's had a very good soccer season so far, and he had a hat trick including a goal in overtime to win the game on Monday for Hoquiam over Raymond South Bend. So congratulations of all the deserving candidates. Hoquiam's Brandon Gonzalez, you are our Ole Penn real estate athlete of the week. The final thing that I need to do before I close this show is just give a little shout out to our Grays Harbor Eats champion. I was... I had the idea to do this Grays Harbor Eats bracket as a March Madness bracket, not really understanding fully what it, how much work it was going to take to put it all together, um, but it has been totally worth it because I've really enjoyed seeing how people have engaged. You know, we had different people jumping onto Twitter, making comments about which restaurants they liked and which ones they didn't like. Um, we got pretty close to a 200 votes, I believe, in the championship round, and that was between... The number one overall seeded Casamia and Taqueria San Jose. Taqueria San Jose, by the way, this was a resilient restaurant in this bracket. They had multiple comebacks. Three of their six matchups, they won with 51% of the vote. And I know I mentioned this earlier in the show, but of all of the restaurants that were in this bracket, they had the most support from... Um, patrons of their restaurant retweeting saying, hey, we love San Jose, vote for San Jose, because people really do love that place. I went there and had lunch yesterday, and I felt like since I hadn't been there since it used to be in the mall, uh, it was a burrito place in the mall a long, long, long time ago, and I hadn't been there in forever, so I thought, I need to get a little smattering of everything. I got a quesadilla, some steak tacos, and a steak burrito, and it was absolutely fantastic. The food was ready right when they said it was going to be. The service was excellent and friendly. Um, the environment there is very welcoming. And the food is just, it's really good. I would say um, for me, and I've, I've tried several different taco places around Grays Harbor. And I think as the, to me, the meat's the most important part. Like there's, there's a lot of the whole taco, everything has to be put together perfectly, obviously. But I think the way the meat is seasoned and prepared at 
San Jose was the best of the of any of the taco places that I've eaten at locally. I thoroughly enjoyed my meal there, and I highly recommend that you go to 307 South Park Street in Aberdeen and check out Taqueria San Jose, the champion of the Grays Harbor Eats March Madness bracket. And now I'm going to go ahead and close the show because uh, this is actually a little longer than I intended to go on. I'm sorry that there's no Daniel and I'm sorry that there's no Andrew, but uh, I really wanted to make sure that we got our local sports coverage to everybody this week and that we could name an athlete of the week to recognize one of our local athletes. So with that said, I'm going to close the show. I'm Justin Domashevitz. This has been The Scrimmage, which is brought to you by Olipen Real Estate and the Law Office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz.